The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. I want to tell an incredible story. My ridiculous story. Um, in Tells in Chicago, the yeshiva had a building, 3535 West Foster, the corner of Foster and Bernard, I think it was. And then a few years later, they bought a dormitory, which is a big apartment building, a couple of blocks down. I think it was Foster in St. Louis, if I remember correctly. It's been a few years, like 30-something. So they bought a building over there. And um, one of the Bachram was going around then, which was Yeshiva Ram Chaim, Yeshiva, successful Yeshiva. And they were going through the various apartments in this apartment building, looking at it and trying to make sure that it's ready for the new Zman. They're going to have to move in and what has to be done and so on and so forth. So they come to one of the apartments, and remember, this is an apartment people lived in there. And then later on, the bachram, like each apartment was broken up. So you had two bachram sleeping in what was once a kitchen dinette, and then you had two bachram sleeping in what was once a master bedroom, and two bachram sleeping in what was once the dining room. That's how it was broken up throughout this big apartment building. So he comes into one of the rooms that had been the kitchen, and there's a sink there. And as often happens in these apartment buildings, if it's not that well taken care of, the sink was full of filthy, filthy, stagnant, dirty water that was in there and it wasn't cleaning. Somebody had to clean out the drain, obviously, and nobody had done so. And there's a reason why, he said, because it was pushet ekeldik. It was disgusting. Ram Chaim rips off, you know, whips off his, his, his kapata, rolls up his sleeve. Ram Chaim was immaculate, clean, Tom Chaim, to revival big day. He never found a revival big day. He was the, the, the epitome of cleanliness and dikduk. Rolls up his sleeve, and starts sticking his hand in there. No gloves. Now, no, this is in the days long before gloves were invented. No gloves. And his brother's like, Rebbe, Rebbe, you don't have to do that. The Rebbe doesn't have to do that. We'll get somebody to do it. It's not, it's not covered for the Rebbe. Remember, I'm paying him no attention. Just going through and sitting there and pulling up Alamine Guk. Who knows what in the world was sitting in the bottom of that sink. Until the water starts to drain. And when he's done, Ram Chaim looks at him and says, I'll explain something to you. When you're building Tyra, there is no job that's beneath you. When you're building Torah, there's no job that's not your job. Whatever the job is, you do it. That's the job you do when you're building Torah. I can't tell you what an impression that, that story has had on me. When you're building Torah, you do what you got to do. There's no job that's beneath you. That's what you do. You do what it takes. And these are the small things that make the legacy. Rabbi Chaim used to walk around and pick up the paper from the floor and Arab Shabbos said that the basement should be clean. Because when you're building Torah, you do what it is. When you have a job in front of you, you do the job. There's no such thing as not my job. I'm the Rosh Hashiva, I'm the Rosh, I'm the, I'm the father, I'm the mother. You do whatever you gotta do. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire.org.